Hi everyone, my name is Harry and you are listening to Chats in My Flat, a half hour glimpse at conversations happening on my sofa. I'll be talking to people about pop culture, who they are and what's been going on in the world over the past week. In today's episode, I'm joined by Nico Froelich. We talk about getting up close and personal with people on the tube, Gucci handbags flying out of the overhead lockers and me and Nico weighing on the secret to growing the perfect beard. So come sit on my sofa with me, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify and get ready to have a chat in my flat. So, hello, Nico, you beautiful furry little man. How are you doing? Hello, Harry. It's good to be here in your flat. Yeah, I had a lot of people comment on how much I spoke about that I was in my pants last week. So I'm in just completely in the nude for you this time, which That's, I hope you're hope you're going to appreciate. Mate, I totally appreciate it. That's what I came here for, you know that. So who are you? Who am I? Um, where do I begin? So I'm 29. Uh, I'm at the same... You're 29? Yeah. I thought you were younger than that. You knew I was 29, didn't you? I knew you were older than the kind of rest of the You didn't know you were 29? I didn't know. I didn't oh. know you were 29. I thought you were younger. Okay. No, yeah, I'm 29. So, yeah, I'm at the same university as you. Yeah. At Ravensbourne, studying digital photography. I'm second year, your first year. Um, obviously, yeah, being at my age, 29, I started a bit older than most. Um, it took me a while to, to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I decided, finally decided I'm going to go to university and I'm going to do photography. Um, what else can I say about myself? That isn't uh, already written on it. Every bathroom door from between <laughs> here and Fulham. Uh, what else would you like to know, Harry, about me? I mean, what, what kind of drew you to street photography? Street photography in particular. Okay. So believe it or not, uh, Instagram was one of the main reasons why I took started taking photography seriously. Yeah. Um, I remember starting a personal account. I was quite late with it. Uh, I was against social media actually for a long time. And then I realized you kind of need to stay with these things. Otherwise you get left behind. Yeah. Why is that? Um, why were you against it? it I just could recognize how unhealthy it is for, for how, you know, you know, with the whole selfie thing, how that's, be- how that's become such a, it's all around us, you know, everyone's yeah. taking selfies and I was just completely against it. And, and it becomes unhealthy. You know, people are constantly on their phones and it is unhealthy. And even how I use it now is unhealthy, but it's with photography and stuff. I, I haven't got really, I haven't got a choice, but, um, so it was Instagram. I started a personal account, um, and then I was actually following more photography accounts. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I found the work on Instagram inspirational, and it was mostly street photography. Um, with all these smartphones around, more and more people are beginning to do street photography because it's easy. Well, it's not easy, but you know, you have the it's means accessible. to do it. Yes, you have the means to do it. You can just what whip out your smartphone. You can start taking pictures in the street, candid pictures. And I was following more and more of these accounts and I kind of realized I want to give this a go. And I eventually turned my personal account into a photography account. And I was like, I thought I'm really enjoying this, man. And I feel inspired. I feel good. Yeah. For the first time in in a long, long time. Um, And I decided to, to, I found an access course at Ravensbourne. Nice. Which prepares you for degree level study and, yeah, I'm there now studying photography. So. That's really great. It was Instagram. Yeah, uh, so, so no kind of prior interest in photography. Like, did you have a camera, like a DSLR camera, not just a phone beforehand? Or So straight after school, uh, I, I really wanted to be an actor. 
Okay. I, I would spend evenings um, going for walks in central London just to observe people. And I was, I'd write down things people said. And I would often say to myself throughout the years, if, if only I had a camera right now. I feel um, like you're lying to me. I feel like you didn't want to be an actor. Oh, I did. Really? I applied for RADA, Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, which is the, the best, one of the best in the world. I got to the final round, but they, they expect you to be able to dance, sing. I can't do all that stuff. I've seen you dance. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I've seen what you do. That's I'm terrible. Not- <laughs> it's not going to work with the, uh, with the people at RADA. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to be an actor and I, I, I auditioned. I failed. I did get to the final round. I got to pat myself on the back there at RADA. Um, it is grueling and it's four rounds. Most people don't get through the first round. So it's, I'm proud, but I didn't get through. And, um, for a long time, I just didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, I needed some kind of creative outlet and I kind of, yeah, Instagram drew me to photography and yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, obviously with street photography, there's a lot of questions around uh, ethics and approach. And it's something that I know me and you have spoken a lot about yeah. in the past. And there's been, you've had a lot, I don't want to say a lot, but you've had a few kind of public altercations, public, yeah. um, yeah, altercations over social media about yeah. the ethics of yeah. um, street photography without going into any like specific accounts. Yeah. I think it's, it's, this is a kind of healthy way to talk about what your kind of views are on Yeah, when it's okay to take someone's photo out on the street and when it's not. Okay. So yeah, I, I have a very strong opinion on this subject. Um, street photography for me, is very important. Um, being able to document the world around us is is essential. Um, I believe that if you're in a public space, um, you're. For me, no one is exempt from from having their photo taken unless they're in genuine danger, and I believe that to be the case. Yeah, I know a lot of people would have accused me you know i've said that on on instagram and stuff and people have accused me for being entitled and from a place of privilege and i've had all kinds of of accusations you know um but it's so important for for my the type of street photography i believe in it's about capturing people the term we use is candid it means without we've taken photos of people without asking for their permission yeah so there's no pose there's nothing like that it's about it's about capturing a snippet of someone for who they really are. It's about, it's about document that raw moment. It's about getting the raw, it's the raw representation of the world. That's what, that's what I'm after. It's what a lot of street photographers who also believe in that, that type of street photography are after. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would only, if someone was in genuine danger, that's the only time I, I would not. And it, there's also the issue of, of afterwards when you publish the photo, where that's, you publish I think it. where the, where the kind of yeah. trepidation lies is yeah. in that. Yeah. You don't know when you're walking down the street, you know, necessarily whether someone is maybe presenting themselves in a way outwardly in the yeah. street where they know that perhaps so it's, it's just an example to pluck out of the air, but no, a, you know, like a, a, a queer or trans person presenting yeah. themselves in a certain way in the street, maybe for the first time, maybe, yeah. you know, exploring who they are, not being able to be open about that for kind of fear of repercussions with you know family or yeah. close circles of people yeah and then the idea that that image of them could somehow reach 
the people who know them is is again it's a, it's a danger that you may not be inherently aware of just by looking at them on the street and i think that's kind of where i i completely agree with you to to the extent of you know when you're out on the street the minute you walk out your front door you're on cctv you know you're you're being documented every second of the day without going into kind of mm-hmm. conspiracy theory territory but yeah. you know you're you're always being being looked at in one way or another you know you're passing through the background of tourists taking photos in trafalgar square or someone filming themselves on their phone you're walking through the background of, yeah. you know you're always kind of through someone's picture on you you're yeah. always through the lens of some kind of camera yeah. but it's just you know with with the way you kind of execute your photography it's a much more direct yeah. um kind if, of barrel no I, I i take that i take that point um if someone communicated that with me on instagram i would on it I'm being honest now. I would look into it. I would investigate it a little bit. I would look yeah. at their profile. If if I'm seeing a public profile that's full of pictures of them behaving that way anyway, you know, I'm not going to, you know, you can't really tell me that you're trying to hide that side of you. But if 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 they're telling me that and and from what I've seen through my investigations, it, it that seems to be the case, then yeah, I'll, there are cases where I would I, I would either take the photo down or I wouldn't publish it. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen and from what I've known, what I know, most people want you to take the photo down because they either feel embarrassed by it or they feel like they don't they don't like they don't look like the way they look in the photo. Yeah, we become so so self critical. I mean, you're a photographer, Harry. You take portraits of people. Yeah, the amount um, of times people are unhappy with a certain angle, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, it's yeah. again kind of stems back to what you were yeah. saying about the whole kind of how social media has impacted yeah. the way we look at ourselves, and it's yeah. like perfection, perfection, perfection. That's all people want. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. even from my own kind of point of view. Like, you know, you take a picture of yourself on Snapchat, or whatever, and you delete it four or five times before you yep. eventually send one out because yep. you're not happy with how you we look. We all do that. Yeah, and it, I, I think a lot. I mean, going back to your street photography, a lot of your images are like, I've got one here of the, these oh, yeah. these women kind of clattered on the on the train. On the southeastern, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously a podcast isn't the best place to be talking about imagery because you can't see it. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's these this kind of entangled mess of legs on the floor of a southeastern train. And it's, again, that kind of idea that, you know, those, those women, those women or people who are wearing those those boots and who are in that entangled mess, they, they have no idea that photo has been taken. Yeah. Obviously, there's no distinguishable features from it. Some people would recognize. <laughs> some, some people I'm would sure. recognize those boots, I'm yeah. sure. Um, but again, it's, it, it's just that kind of, that snippet moment in time kind of thing. And this image I absolutely love. Oh, really? Thank you. This girl reading, reading this book um, yeah. on the tube. Um, yeah, I'd love to send it to her. It's if stunning. I yeah, but I, again, I think that's that's where the something like street photography is beautiful in capturing moments like that because it's like this is a really genuinely stunning image of this woman on the train. You know, reading she's reading this bright blue book. She's wearing a yellow dress, so the colours in it are stunning. Yeah, it's a real kind of captured moment in time, and it's like I feel like in this situation, if someone saw this image. And they were the person in it. They would love it. Yeah. And it's just kind of finding that that fine yeah. line yeah. and kind of dancing on that line as to where boundaries are crossed and where, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's that line between 
exploitation and yes and yeah. art you know where does where does it where does it end yeah okay yeah no it's 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 really interesting to kind of see both sides of the the argument because i don't really know where I, it's because i've never been in that situation you've done a bit of street photography haven't you you've tried I've tried it, but I just don't have the kind of goal for it. I don't, it takes I don't time know. It's, it, yeah. it's just for me, the kind of terror of confrontation yeah. outweighs the pros of getting a kind of gorgeous shot. Um, yeah. It just really kind of, really kind of messes with me. I, I, I don't have the, you know, I obviously I'm a, I'm a fairly outgoing person. I'm doing this, you know, I present myself in a, in a very particular way on yeah. online um but i feel like walking around in the street and it's again it's just that kind of it's that fear of being found out that fear of being caught with your hand in the cookie jar like yeah you know, what, what would i say yeah what would i say <laughs> like and someone tells you to delete the image i'll be like okay <laughs> like, yeah yeah it, ta- it takes some time to get used to it definitely and you never truly get used to it i still there's still times where i'm like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Like getting, but it's part of fun as well, I guess. Didn't you, know? you get chased in Paris on the Paris photo trip yes, by an old man with a stick? Yeah, guy was was attacking me with his umbrella, <laughs> and he was coming after me. I had to. Sometimes you have to get just as as aggressive back, otherwise they will come after you. And uh, yeah, you have to stand your corner a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In Paris, they're a little bit more confrontational. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it is interesting. Yeah, I think jumping back a little bit to we were talking about Instagram earlier. You've got you've got a pretty decent following on on instagram i think for kind of not to play you down but like a small photographer obviously you're you're still in university yeah. you're still kind of establishing establish yourself. myself yeah um you've got a pretty decent following you're doing really well with your features account as well 2k street yep and so how how did that kind of come about how, was there was there a point where it kind of rocketed or was it just a steady over the course of when you transitioned into the kind of a photography account I for a think person. around the midpoint of the first year at university yeah i decided is when i started shooting the underground stuff so mm-hmm. i started to really delve deeper into the street photography and i realized i was doing some research obviously but i realized with this instagram stuff you need to really find your niche mm-hmm. you need to find the people within that niche you need to engage with them uh you need to you need to stick to that niche you need to it's so important to keep your your feed consistent yeah which i'm guilty of not doing yeah but no we it takes time to find our feet you know we can't quite work out what our niche is and then sometimes we find a niche we're like actually no i don't like it that much you know it's, it's it's difficult but if you can find your niche and stick to it and just keep working on that i think that's what that's what it is um I kind of sussed out the hashtags as well yeah. quite early on because I I started using them in a certain way and then I was getting more features and that helps, you know, with certain feature accounts. You do, you get you get noticed more. And uh, Yeah, I see you all the time posting on your stories about kind of various features. And it's like, I got my first one a few months ago and I was like, so like over the moon. And I just see you like, like three days a week. You're like, oh, I've been featured in another account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just like i don't know it just seems very alien to me to have that kind of um instagram is a hard beast to tame man you know the hashtag game is not it's not easy did you know that you need like different sets of hashtags because if you keep using the same sets of hashtags apparently instagram regards it as spam and they don't give you yeah, much. They, they give you less exposure. There's, there's the it's whole, a hard beast, man. And there's the whole kind of, there's the 
thing with blacklisting as well. You know, yes. if, if you're if content that you post with certain hashtags yep. gets flagged in any way, yep. if you post it with those same hashtags, it won't show up. So Harry's been them. doing his research. I've been yeah. doing my research. <laughs> believe me. I mean, yeah. I, I there's certain ha- hashtags that are kind of Instagram have kind of not. What have they done? They've kind of. It's not right for the community. They haven't. They haven't adhered to the community guidelines, and you can yeah, usually tell that. when you go on the hashtags. You go on what is the two things you can go on? You go on recents and. Um, could go on your Instagram. This is really good. Really yeah. good quality airtime that we're getting <laughs> when we're scrolling through Instagram. What do you mean? Go on. Um, oh, I didn't put any on that. That's probably why it did so badly. Didn't put any on that either. Jesus. What am I doing? Silly boy. Silly boy. Oh, top and recent. Top, and then you can also click on recent. When you click on recent, it will Instagram will let you know if that if that hashtag has been kind of banned. So that's a good way really? of checking. Yeah, that's a good way of checking that all your hashtags are legit and Instagram are happy with those hashtags. Oh, I see, because you can see if your image is showing up. So once you post it, you can see if your image exactly. is under that. Exactly. So because I'm sure a lot of people are not aware of this, and they're, they're a lot of people probably wonder why they're not getting as much exposure as likes. Yeah. You know? Don't think it's your work, man. Instagram is a difficult platform to to. It's a beast. It's hard to tame, man. It's it takes a while, and it's constantly changing. It's constantly changing. It's it's a really difficult thing because it's such a necessary evil for what we do. It makes photographers feel better because it's like we have to. Do but it also it. makes it's photographers marketing. feel like shit. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. We were talking about this on the way here. Yeah. That you know, you, you I recently when I, I found and downloaded an app that would let you remove followers because I had so many ghost followers and I wasn't kind of getting the engagement that I thought I should be getting, yeah. which in itself is a ridiculous idea based on numbers on a screen. And it's like, rather than just putting the work out and letting it do its thing, yeah. I was obsessing over numbers. Yeah. No, we all do, mate. And it's, it's just unhealthy. Yeah. Um, we can't, we all do. If anyone tells you that the numbers don't get to them, they're lying to you. It, it, it affects everyone to some extent, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's human nature. We we care about what people think. We care about... We want people to like our work, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, we all that's just the truth of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truth of it. Um, but you've just got to find a way of, of trying not to let it get to you too much because it will a little bit. Just don't let it get to you too much, man. Because there are times it fluctuates. There are times where I, I don't get many likes as well on a certain post. And it's like, well, to tell the truth, I just usually archive it now. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, sometimes I keep it there because I really like the photo and I just personally really like it. And it's like, you know what? I don't care if it, if other people don't like it. This is a photo I like. And yeah. No, I so know what, what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tricky. Let's take a little break. Let's have a little break. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we, we've gone kind of, we've gone kind of hell to leather. This has been a really deep kind of first half. Uh, let's have a little break. Fill our drinks up. And let's drink some we'll, more gin. We'll come back in a sec. See you in a bit. Welcome. 
While Nico and I are off refilling our glasses and getting some therapy about our issues around Instagram, I want to take the opportunity to say thank you so much to everyone who's gotten in touch about the podcast so far. All of the reviews that have been left, the messages that people have sent me, everything has just been so great to hear. And seeing how much you guys have engaged with it has been really, really reassuring for me that this is the thing that I should be doing and I really want to carry on doing it. So please carry on supporting the podcast and let's get back to it. Okay, well, that was a nice little break. What do we get up to? Refills, mate. Refills. Some more gin. Some more gin. What is it you're drinking? Gin. Gin and tonic with some cucumber. Cucumber, very nice. I've never had a cucumber, Harry. I've had a cucumber before. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of gin and tonic. I don't know no. why. No. Maybe you'll, you'll, it'll grow in you. And maybe I'll grow into it yeah. when I'm 29. I'll, I'll enjoy a gin and tonic. Exactly. <laughs> you need to be almost 30. Almost 30. Yeah. How do you feel about being almost 30? Is it, that a really personal? No, no, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I know for a lot of people it bothers them. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't scare me. Um, it's about how you feel, you know? Yeah. Physically, I don't feel... Older than 21. I mean, you're in great shape, though. Thank you, Harry. Uh, Sometimes mentally as well, I don't feel older than 21. But (laughs) um, No, it's it's about how you feel. And I think it's important to try and embrace age. We all struggle with age. Um, When there's the signs and you start to see yourself age, it can get to you a bit. But it's important to embrace it and to just live with it and get on with it. And it's how you feel. You know, if you feel young, who's who's to say you're old, you know? Yeah, no, that's, I guess that's a really nice yeah. way of thinking about it. Anyway, just to, to segue from that, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the news. Um, last week, I talked a little bit about news. Nothing, well, actually, it was quite heavy. Um, so I want to do something a little bit more lighthearted this week. Uh, you know the uh, the news outlet, The Onion? I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of aware of the onion so yeah they, it's satirical isn't it yeah, yeah really heavy on satire yeah. posting headlines that really grab attention and do, but, you, do um, you read the onion a lot or online? I, I love comparing it to actual news headlines okay and seeing where how how very undifferent they are a lot of the time so here i've got three headlines go on and I want you, two of them are real news headlines from this week. One cool. of them is from The Onion. And I want you to tell me which one is from The Onion. Okay. So the first one, constipated man loses 10 years of his memory after straining too hard. <laughs> Woman accidentally opens plane emergency exit while looking for the toilet. Bloody hell. Or Mike Pence visits conversion therapist for routine gay preventative checkup. <laughs> I'd go for the Mike Pence one. The Mike Pence one. Yeah. Maybe this game isn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> Maybe because this isn't the two, as... two, you know what it was. I would have originally. I would have gone for for one of the first ones. The but, constipated um, man. Because you already years. told me that. Uh, yeah. That like, how does that happen? Because that's a real new. That's a real headline that was in the Metro this week. How does that happen? What did he push his brain out? <laughs> like... I have no idea, but it's like. Someone can die from a punch, you know? Yeah, I guess it's crazy. So. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Die from a punch, you can lose 10 years of your memory from straining too hard. <laughs> oh, I'll need to pack it in because I 
No, any, anyway, anyway. Whoa, where is that? Are you trying to tell me you've killed someone? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know, I was about to talk about when I go for a number two, but okay, let's, yeah, let's, let's talk that. about it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, very heavy on the toilet humour. You know, loses 10 years of memory after yeah. straining too hard. Woman opens plane emergency exit door while looking for the toilet. What would you do if you were a passenger on that plane? How did she open it? Is there a way That's, of opening I, it? They've got the handle on the inside. You can actually open it while you're in flight. But then fuck. you'll fuck everyone's luggage up in the overhead though, won't you? That will come flying out if that door gets opened. Wow. That must have been terrifying. Can you imagine if you're sat in first class and some idiot in cattle class opens the emergency exit and your Gucci handbag goes flying out the overhead, out the door? Fucking Gucci handbag. What about your kid? No. <laughs> They're strapped in back in cattle class. You don't take your kid into first class with you. Uh, we've got some questions. Questions yeah. from Instagram. I know you're really apprehensive about this. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, wonder what people are wanting to ask. A, a lot of it is street photography based. Okay, um, cool. And kind of similar to stuff we've already spoken about and covered. Uh, so we've got Nick has asked, do people ever catch you shooting them and how do you deal with it? They do, um, or they start to suspect it. And being on the street, doing a lot of street photography, you you become very perceptive, and you can you can clock on very quickly when someone's getting pissed off, <laughs> um, and you you move on. You just move on. Um, usually, I just move on. I rarely get people confronting me because um, it's still, you know, people are still unsure. Like they're still unsure if you took a photo of them or if you took a photo of someone else or the background. I, yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, I rarely get anyone really confronting me, but if that, it, it's happened, there was an instance once near Charing Cross where a guy confronted me. Not was, he was, was this the one you wrote about? In yeah. The, did you um, read that? Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't, I wasn't taking a photo of him. He saw me taking a photo of someone that was in a kind of, was on the floor and he was, wasn't a very lucky guy. You know, he was, I'm not sure if he was homeless or he didn't seem homeless, but he, he seemed like he was on something and he, he was, was completely knocked out. A little floor. bit worse for wear. Yeah. And this guy was with his girlfriend and he decided to take it upon himself to, to confront me. And he got incredibly aggressive and I had to, I had no other choice but to counter his aggression with more aggression. And yeah, I could have just walked away, but it's, it's, yeah. of, it's that kind Sometimes, of heat at the moment. Yeah, you get quite proud and I'm a, I'm a man. and yeah. That's that's a topic for a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying all men have to, you know, but, you know, yeah. Some of us are quite proud, I guess. And It kind of leads quite nicely into the next one from Reggie. Yeah. What's been your most awkward moment in street photography? Most awkward moment. Okay, yeah. I was on the tube. I can't remember which line it was. And there was a girl. She seemed like she was, she pretty much was asleep. Mm-hmm. And I got very, I got very close. <laughs> it's okay. I've already got the explicit rating on iTunes. Okay. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I got very close and I started snapping and suddenly she opened her eyes. <laughs> and I thought, what do I do now? So, so, I, so I, gave her this, no, <laughs> I gave her this massive grin. And then she looked at me with terror. She looked at me with absolute terror. Looking like the creepy Cheshire cat looming over her. I felt disgusting. I walked off the tube. I walked off the tube and I sat down. I was like, (laughs) I I actually considered packing in this whole street photography thing because she looked terrified, man. (laughs) Not surprised. (laughs) It was so embarrassing, man. Um, 
it doesn't happen often though. It's, it's very rare. Very okay. rare. Yeah, she looked at me like I was a complete creep, and it's not. Well, you it's not yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, it can. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Tilda wants to know why you're so fit. Oh wow! Thank you, Tilda. You're very attractive yourself, to be honest. And there she is. We spoke about it earlier, didn't we? We did. Yes. You have a magnetism about you, Tilda. I feel like yeah. I feel like Silla Black. Is this going to be like am I matchmaking? <laughs> <laughs> no, Tilda, are you, are you eligible yeah. bachelor number one? She has a charisma, doesn't she? Yeah, she's got a lot of charisma. Yeah, yeah. Me and Harry were discussing that earlier. You, you have a magnetism about you. But yeah, thank you, Tilda. <laughs> Bless her. Uh, Sam wants to know, does having a beard make you a better street photographer? It does actually, because people won't confront me. Well, that's I'm, bollocks, because I've got a beard and I'm shit at street photography. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Sam, you're just being a wanker, really. <laughs> <laughs> he also wants to know how to grow a beard. Uh... <sighs> wow. What's the secret, do you reckon, Harry? Mate, try and be more of a man in the bedroom, Sam, I reckon. Oh, Maybe. God. Try that. <laughs> um, what's the secret? Confidence. <laughs> you can grow a good yeah. beard with confidence. You'll get a beard eventually, Sam. I just don't think it'll be that prominent, you know? What's what's that thing? It's like um, that book, The Universe. It's like if you kind of will something into the universe, it will come into being. So I think, Sam, if you kind of... Um, every night before you go to bed, you just you just kind of get down, down on your knees next to your bed, rest your head in your hands, and just pray for a beard. And I think eventually, eventually it'll come along. I, I think that's on. that's that's one way of doing it. I, I reckon Harry's onto something there. Yeah, I think I am. That's so, how I got mine. I think a beard would really suit you as well, Sam. Yeah, it's I had a great beard when I was um, when I was sixteen. She was lovely. Sorry, you don't get that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it later. Get out again. Tell me why. I've had a little bit to drink, so uh, tell me I'm a bit slow. But it would suit Sam, wouldn't it? He's, he's quite a good-looking guy, isn't he? He's a really good-looking guy. He's got a I don't face. I, I don't know. I don't know whether the beard would would tarnish it slightly. I don't know. The clean shaven face kind of goes with yeah his, his look with his boyish yeah. charm. Yeah, yeah. Sam, don't worry about a beard, mate. Don't worry about. Don't it. worry about beard. There, yeah. are, there are bigger things in life than beards. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie has another question. So this is a bit Reggie. of a long, bit of a long winded one. Yeah. Um. So what do you look for when you're out shooting street photography? Do you find a composition and wait for the subject to come into shot? or find an interesting subject and kind of follow them and wait for them to get into a good composition? Or how do you kind of go about it? It depends. It really depends on my mood. It depends on the light on that particular day. Uh, it depends on the scene. Yeah. There's a lot of factors that come into play. Um, for example, if I'm on the underground, I'm, I'm I'm walking around and I'm kind of in hunter mode. I'm chasing characters. What, uh, like if, you, if you're on the on the... On the, the train, the train the carriage itself. Do you walk up and down the train? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a buzz. I'm, I'm walking every stop. I'm walking into the next carriage. I'm hunting, man. Um, if I'm out and about in the city, uh, yeah. If if there's some good light and a good background, there are times where I've, I'm very patient, so I can stay in a particular spot for a couple of hours, just waiting for the right exposure. You know, right frame. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. Uh, yeah. But it does happen. Uh, you kind of have to be open to all this stuff as a street photographer. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I think it works it's, better for you. Yeah. I think that the times that I've kind of tried it, I've I've tried doing that that thing of 
finding a spot, waiting for the perfect moment, but I'm just too impatient. Yeah, if you're I'm impatient, just, it won't work. And just like yeah. instant gratification takes way too long for me. Yeah. I'm just like, I need, I need it. Like I want my shot and I want it now. I just can't like, I just can't do it. Uh, and Sam also wants to know, how can he avoid being sniped by you out on the street? I think that's a good one to end on. You can't avoid that, mate. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to get you. And I'm going to snipe you down, you prick. <laughs> three, three things in life are unavoidable. It's like birth, death, and being photographed by Nico on the mm-hmm. street. That's yeah, it. I like the sound of that. Cool. So we'll finish on you with a mouthful of cucumber. <laughs> Nico, thank you so much for coming and having a little chat on my sofa with me. Um, where thank can pe- you, where can, where can people find you online? I'm still building up my website. I'm, I'm purposefully very slow with that, but I'm on Instagram. It's Nico X Street, mm-hmm. and I'm there, and you'll see all my latest endeavors on there. And uh, yeah, I hope to send me a comment. I love engaging with people on Instagram. So yeah, great, awesome. Uh, and you can find me online at Mr. Harry Adams everywhere. And if you're listening this far, I've actually just launched a Twitter for the podcast. So oh, this got, is, I'm, oh, really? I'm not I'm not putting this out anywhere. I'm literally just kind of slotting it in here. This is getting big, guys. And so it, I, I mean it's it. not. It has it has one <laughs> follower at the minute, and that is me. This <laughs> is gonna blow up. Um, I'm so it is at C I M F podcast. So chats in my flat podcast. C I M F podcast on Twitter. So if you're, if you're listening this far, go and follow if you have twitter if you have twitter if you haven't killed it off by now (laughs) (laughs) and um tweet me what color underwear you're wearing today great just just get some just get some stuff going um and i will see you next week bye-bye bye